It's all about his new bundle of joy, merit. Yay, baby merit. So if you didn't know, and last week you missed the show, that is why Tim had a baby. Oh, no, did we have a show last week? Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, oh, darn. I missed the show last week, so I'm with you guys. <laughs> All right, today we are going to talk. We had the, we had the sicky well, show last week. Oh, that's right. You're really loud, Stephanie. Something just that's right. happened. Sorry. Is this oh, still good. too loud? No, that's good. Sorry. I think. Came in hot. <laughs> today we're going to talk about how to collect sensitive information from your clients. Obviously, you know, if you get sensitive data like credit card information or whatever else, can't imagine you would ever need social security number and stuff, but hey, you might. And uh, we're going to talk about what you can do to gather that information securely. So before we dive off into today's episode, let's go around the room and say, hey, and we're going to start with the person who is the furthest away from me, Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios, coming from Australia, where Melbourne is currently our hotspot for COVID, but where I live, we have no community transmission, which is lovely, and I'm holding tight to that as long as we can. Um, you can catch me at endure.com.au, which we are fast approaching our new website, but oh, will it ever happen? Who knows? And you can catch me on socials, Endure Web, for all the things. Awesome. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, David. I'm so happy to be here as always. My name is Stephanie Hudson and you can find me in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we talk about website maintenance and all other kind of things related to running a web shop. <clears throat> and this topic is of interest to me because I see a lot of people doing it badly. And uh, it was a request from a viewer, by the way, too. Andy Berger. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Tim, go. Everybody, Tim Streifler here and uh, happy to be back today. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. Uh, WPGears.com where I have uh, the Divi Business Expert course with this guy right above me. And then timstreifler.com, where uh, my client services business is. So, um, yeah, this is a great topic. This is something that I never would have thought to discuss, but it's actually really important. And so um, I'm excited about it. Uh, so, yeah, happy to be back here on Divi Chat. We have awesome. had a request in the chat already, and that is for Tim to define what sensitive information means. <laughs> nice. Sounds good. I'll, David, I'll let you introduce yourself and then I'll, I'll do my. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Defining. No, that, that's, that's okay, Stephanie. That's okay. Sorry, David. Not feeling the love. Not feeling the I love. I love you. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. And my name is David Blackman. I am the co-founder and CEO of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. And Tim has given all the wonderful information, WPGears.com, where we do courses. And I will make this announcement. I don't know if y'all announced it last week. Ooh. It was a pretty big deal. Elegant Themes recently launched their marketplace. So if you haven't... We briefly talked about it, but we didn't yeah. give details or anything like that because I don't know if we all knew enough details. So Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's any details to give other than 
there's a lot of awesome products over there. Go check it out. So I just wanted to give. So a where do people to, go to to check that out? Do they go Elegant to Elegant Themes? ElegantThemes.com slash marketplace. Marketplace. Winning. And that was my is, hand motion for slash. I, don't I, know was, if that's I was trying to copy you, but then I did it like the wrong way. <laughs> that's officially the Divi Marketplace, which makes sense. So yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, go check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Tim, what is the definition of sensitive information? Yeah. So for those of you that might be new to Divi Chat, I'm the resident definer. And so sometimes topics need more defining than other times. Um, sensitive information can really be anything when you're building a website for someone, uh, depending on kind of how much they already have, you know, if you're completely starting from scratch, um, you know, you might, there might be a, a decent amount of sensitive information that needs to, to happen. And so we'll, we'll talk about the different stuff, but, um, yeah, it, I, and I, I wrote the title here, how to collect sensitive info from clients. And I left off the word securely, how to securely <laughs> collect sensitive info from clients. That's kind of the whole point. Um, <laughs> it's really easy to collect information. You just send an email, yeah. but that's not the yeah, secure sure. way of doing it. And so yeah. today's, uh, Divi chat, we are going to discuss, um, some methods of securely, sharing that information. So credit card data, uh, domain login, because um, really domain login, you might think is not like super sensitive, but for an online business, that domain login, that's like the keys to the castle because everything starts with that. If you can, if you hack that domain login, then you have access to, to the domain. You can do whatever thing you, anything you want. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that we don't think of as being uh, sensitive information that we really should um, treat it uh, a lot more sensitive than than we typically do. So, awesome. Was that a good we definition? It was. It sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> David missed it. Would it tell it again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I would like to uh, just come out of the gate with my number one tool for sharing things securely, and that is LastPass. I knew it. There are other password managers, you know, sure. one password and uh, what's the, uh, I don't know the names of them, because I don't care, because I just like this one. But I don't, there's nothing wrong with the other ones. This is just the one I I have used. And so part of my onboarding process, uh, I've got, I got so tired of saying it over the phone or putting in an email that I just added it into my onboarding process. Go sign up for, a free account at LastPass and put your email, like whatever email address you use, put it in here. Cause you know, they might not use their business one or whatever. And I use that for onboarding new contractors, new clients, new anybody, anybody that I'm connected with that has to log into stuff for me, that's they're they're going to sign up for LastPass. Cause I like sending other different, like a different way on every different platform and to every different person was just like, I was losing track of things. And this I'm like, Eh, now you're working with me, you're doing it my way. So so that's my preferred way. We're going to talk about more, but that's the best to me because A, it automatically saves stuff. The way those work is when you log into a new site, it pops up and says, do you want to save that? So you only have to type the stuff in once and then it saves it. And then when you go back to that site, it'll say, hey, do you want to use your saved login? And it's so you have to have the more secure the browser extension for that, right? Yeah, so I do use do the that. browser extension, but it also works on your phone, which is lovely. You can put the app on and it will log you into apps and things like that. And it has face recognition and all that. So you don't have to type a long, awkward password like ever. 
you just use your face to log in or your fingerprint on your computer or whatever. So it's just, oh, it's such a lifesaver. And it has the added benefit of being able to use much more secure passwords because you don't ever have to remember them. So, yeah. And I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but uh, really, you should never use a password that you can remember. Because if right. you can remember it, that means it's some sort of word or combination of words. And if that's the case, yeah. then brute force hackers can. Oh, Kim uh -oh. just froze. I know the suspense <laughs> is killing me. They yeah. can what? They can what, Tim? <laughs> Tell us. I'll finish off his sentence for him. So you. if you don't have a password that is, um, you know, if you have a password Bot. that is guessable, then it's going to be really tricky. You went away, Tim, so I'm just finishing your sentence. Oh, um, sorry about so that. That's okay. She knows and you so, so well she can finish your sentences. Mm -hmm. You just need to make sure that you have um, as much as possible random generated passwords. And LastPass is going to allow you to do that because there's even options in there. So you know how sometimes you sign up to something and it says, you know, you have to have a certain string of things. Sometimes it doesn't let you use symbols, for example. And so LastPass is really good because you can untick things. So you can say, okay, well, we won't use symbols or we'll have it only 16 characters or mm -hmm. this time we'll do 21 characters. So it kind of gives you the ability to do that. But obviously with LastPass, you are going to need a really secure password to log into LastPass. So the whole point is it's your last password. So mm -hmm. you need that to be a really secure password and you do need that to be something that you can remember. Um, and so my mm -hmm. recommendation for that, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think, is to come up with some very strange four-worded sentence and then shake some stuff up with, you know, replacing things and maybe adding some symbols at the start and the end, that kind of thing, and then adding two-factor authentication. That one is yes. super important because this for is sure. a password that is probably able to be hacked at some point so you want to make sure you've got two-factor authentication on your last pass because you don't want anyone getting into the last pass and then every other password is a random generated password thanks to LastPass. and no. they even had this really cool little tool which when i first started using LastPass, i was that person that had i was using the one password for like everything and it was like uh -huh. one word with two yeah. letters like changed out. It was it was a terrible <laughs> password. That's but like, has this, you're like Miss Security. Well, this was like back in the day, right? Like oh, okay. this was, I don't know, maybe 2009, that kind of era. Um, and I, they have this feature in their, like a security challenge. And if you click on the security challenge, it will go through your passwords that it's saved and it will tell you anytime you've duplicated a password. And then there's this really clever little button that says change the password. And as much as it is possible, it will help you log into that website and then be able to change it to a new random generated password. So that's brilliant. a slow process if all of your passwords are the same thing. But it's a really important, it's a good like while you're watching a movie with the kids kind of mm -hmm. like on your laptop kind of job that you can do. For um, sure. Anyway, sorry, Tim. I Sarah, was finishing up your Sarah, reason so for you not using words. I shouldn't yeah. use the same password for everything? I know, right? So what you're saying is one, two, three, four is not a secure password. <laughs> or, password or the one, word two, password. Three. Yeah. In the chat, uh, somebody from Ireland, Franz Booth, is saying that they use Gaelic Irish words. So, and that, that's their way of getting past people guessing them. But uh, I don't know, it's I guess potential. there's no hackers in Ireland. <laughs> I don't know. It's a nice place. I there's no hackers. Any word's going to put you at risk, but 
Yeah. I do think like you can come up with something pretty random as your one last pass password. Like try and think uh-huh. of something that is completely not connected to you that would never be connected to you. And then never tell anybody that password, no matter who yeah. they are. Right. Something now, that I do is make up a word, something that's not actually a word, but it, it like phonetically makes sense in my brain. And so I can remember it doesn't mean anything. So it's not going to be a part of any database or maybe it will, who knows, but that like doing that, um, along with what Sarah's saying, like making up words with a sentence that you'll remember and changing the spelling, you know, or whatnot. Or using um, just the first letter of a, of a whole long sentence or something that you have memorized. You can just yeah. use the first letter of the words. That's a good one. And just alternate with, you know, certain caps and lowercase. Those are all kind of good things. Um, and and well, by the way, Sarah, for those of you that don't know, is our resident security expert. Yeah. <laughs> she is. I know. That's why I said I was shocked that she <laughs> used to use the same word. Oh, I totally did. And it was a terrible one. <laughs> it was like, like I and it was on the list. You know, the you've got pwned mm-hmm. one? Yes. It was totally I was going to mention them tonight. I have, um, <laughs> I, I've had clients that they'll, like, they'll send, they'll give you their passwords for all these different things. And you, it's the same one. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, you really got to change that. And then I'll like joke with them. I'll be like, um, hey, which, which online banking do you use? Like, you know their bank account's the same password as the one they've just given you for all the other things, right? Like, come on. Like, oh, people drive me crazy. But when you want to share something with somebody or have them share it with you, the way you do it in LastPass is you open up the saved item and there's a little icon with the per- person or whatever. People. And yeah, you click that and then there's an option to share it with or without letting them view the password. So if you don't want them to see the password, they can just log in. It's not foolproof. Christian was just telling me this week about how he gets around that sometimes, but there's, um, it, it's kind of nice if you want to just, if you need to give somebody a crucial password and you don't want to have to reset it after they've had access to it. Like it's only going to be temporary things like your hosting account or an FTP or something like that. That's a real pain to change. Cause you might have to go change it in other places if you reset it. So you can just share a, a login and they can just log in directly from LastPass without having to even type in the website name. I think the main thing that that one's really good for is actually for your clients to share with you passwords and like just to be able to reassure them, you know, you can share this with me mm-hmm. and you don't have to share the actual password. I'll just be able to log in and then, you know. And then you can on. revoke it. You can always revoke that um, share. If you, oh, Christian said that was supposed to be a secret. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the only um, the only question I do have with sharing passwords that I'd be interested to know for you guys, I had maybe it's updated since then, but I had an issue where I created a password, I shared it with someone, but then I wanted to remove myself from that password. Like I wanted them to still have access to it, but me to not have access to it. Do you guys know if that's possible with LastPass? Because I think handing mm-hmm. over passwords if they're no longer going to be a client. At some point, you want to clean up your last pass. And I think that makes me a bit nervous that I'm going to kill it for them. I guess. I don't know. We don't, we could test it just to yeah, share never, something and then delete it. My yeah. instinct was to say, no, that that's yeah. not doable because it's in your account. But It's um, a little bit that- like, you know, Google Analytics or something. You like want to hand it over or right. no, the Google Search Console, one of them. You want to hand it over. And it's like it doesn't give you the ability to say, okay, I am now not the owner. Let me pass over the ownership to you. I, yeah, I think, I think the only thing you can do is share the, make it visible to them. Let and them make them re-save it. Yeah, make them save it. And then you can just kind yeah. of delete it. Yeah. Let them yeah. know. Th- th- that would days. be a good, 
a good feature for them to add though. Cause especially for like, yeah. for us web designers, that's something that David and I teach in our course is a clean break so that you yeah. can hand something over to client and then you're no longer connected to it so that they can't six months yeah. from now say, Hey, what was that password? Be like, I handed it all over to you. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because boy, yeah. will they ever just keep coming back? Unless I've, I've had, I have so many things saved in there that are just, and you, you have to know your clients too, right? Because there are some clients that you don't want to get involved in that. But then some of them that are like, they're just they absolutely the helpless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And it's like, they know full well that you have access to their whole life and, and they're fine with yeah. that. And that, and you know, that's a level of trust and that's a certain type of client. And they are, yeah. if that's something you're willing to do, like for some people I'm willing to do that because it doesn't hurt me at all to keep it in last pass. And then if they have to come to me for it, well then, Hey, that's another client touch and who knows what work comes from it or whatever. But as a general rule though, yeah, I think it is a good idea to and LastPass has added a bunch of more things to this. I promise I didn't mean for this to be a LastPass commercial. But the one thing that I did want to talk about that I think is super important that it does offer is there is a feature in LastPass called emergency access. Because yeah. so many of us are the sole point of entry to everything with our businesses. And if something goes wrong, what's going to happen? You know, like who's going to help your clients if all of your credentials are locked in your vault. So they mm. have um, a feature called um, emergency access and you can list people you trust and then you define a waiting period. So like, this is like the hit by a bus backup plan, you know, like yeah. how many days after I'm in a coma, can they requ request this stuff? So you can put two weeks or whatever, and then they'll request it. And then they LastPass will wait that duration and give you opportunity to deny them. So somebody can't just say you're right. Dead. That's brilliant because I think um, that's something that we all need to think of. We could do a whole nother episode on this, yeah. but having a contingency plan to where like mm -hmm. if you suddenly like are paralyzed or you die or something, having something to where your clients are not just completely out of luck. Yeah. So, well, even yeah. this for me this last summer with the fires. So we went down the coast yeah. and like whenever I go on holidays, my essential plan is I always log into my emails. I just check nothing's going wrong and then I go about my day. So I'm still mostly having the time off, but I'm still checking my emails. Mm -hmm. When the fires happened, we but lost But every power. once in a while, it's internet. 2020. You never know. Well, we, we lost everything, right? We lost, I couldn't text anybody. I couldn't phone anyone. I didn't have any internet. I couldn't, like if something had have crashed with someone's website, I wouldn't have had a clue about it because I had no way of accessing anything. No one could mm. contact me. Like it was the biggest wake up call that, oh my goodness, I need to have something else in place because this could happen. And it's like I was hit by a bus, essentially, even though I wasn't, I was just stuck without any access and my clients couldn't access me. And it made me realize that I need to change things up quite a bit. You know what you should do? You should bring those pigeons with the little notes on them next time you go. On <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I've got my curiosity peaked. I've been using LastPass for years. And like Stephanie said, this is not a LastPass commercial, but I'm just kind of digging around looking at it and they actually have a security dashboard on it, which will yeah. let you know, you know, they'll give you a score whether or not yep. they think your stuff is secure. I want to know what y'all score is. Mine looks terrible. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, no. I well, gotta if look. you've got I any open. of those, like, well, see, part of your score is going to be bad because clients share passwords with it's you, right? Stuff, and so yeah. you are going to have some passwords in there yeah. that are really poor. 
and they're not yours. So, you know, that's a little bit of a tricky one. I think it's a bit of a gimmick, but it's also that thing of like, it will highlight for you if you've used the password more than once and you can very quickly see whether or not that's an important website. Like sometimes you'll see I've used that really terrible password, but it's something ridiculous that really doesn't matter. Yeah. And, but most of the time, you know, you'll see that you need to change it. Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah. about one password though. Um, so I, I recently worked with another agency and they needed to share stuff with me and they use one password and I actually didn't mind it. I, I actually ended up looking at it just because I thought it was quite interesting the way it works. So when they, I mean, I've, I haven't set one up myself, so I don't know from that perspective how it works, but they basically set up, it's like they set up this little box that you then become a part of and you have like this little shared space. And so both of you can add passwords to the same little box. And all you can see is like what they've shared with you or what you've uploaded to share with them. And it's really quite nice. Like the, the intuitiveness of it is like it's just a nice system and I do wonder sometimes if LastPass might feel a little bit overwhelming because you don't with one password I'm sure you could get extensions and stuff like that but you don't actually need to so you can just log into this thing and then you see the little passwords and it's just got the list and um, so I don't think that's a bad one like if I was starting fresh again I definitely would consider one password as being I think it's expensive though Um, whereas LastPass you know I'm on the paid plan um but my clients so cheap though it's it's really cheap cheap. too it's like twelve dollars a year or something yeah so I think one password is kind of like stepping your game up and if I was studying again I would certainly consider it so don't like rule Mm -hmm. out one password dash lane there's there's a lot of them it was really nice from a client perspective I thought Mm -hmm. it was actually quite a nice experience of using it um so yeah I haven't looked into the pricing of it but just wanted to last pass does have they have um, teams and family plans. The, both of those yeah. are uh, an add-on, though. I haven't ever yeah, looked into them. We, we have a family plan. And so for people out there who do have families, um, it is really nice because, <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone's got no families. Orphan. But, oh, if you're an orphan, you can stop listening for a minute. I just mean, I just mean if you're wanting to share passwords, like, um, for example, we have, like, passwords for our kids' stuff. And yeah. you just tick a box and say, this is a family password. And so then mm-hmm. both Rick and I have access to that password at any time. And if we update it, it updates to the other person or, you know, like our Netflix password is in there, that kind of stuff. Um, that's a really nice feature if you're wanting to share passwords just amongst a small group of family. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been talking mainly about passwords, which is kind of right. the sole purpose of LastPass, but you can actually save other things in LastPass mm not just passwords right so you can we might have to change the name of this episode (laughs) yeah how how to securely uh collect passwords from clients all the ways last pass is awesome i know me too you know i do too i'm just kidding i love last i mean it's so true though it's like that is one of my absolute top things like every phone i get new computer new anything i start boy that is like going on first because you almost can't do anything without it you know so tim you're saying you can share other things like it's not just passwords right do you secure notes? I haven't, but I'm looking at it now and realizing I that use it, it. Fit, it fits. So yeah, let's talk about that. What do you, what so do you secure notes is basically like the way LastPass is set up is you're essentially meant to put like a title, a URL, URL super useful. Cause if you can't remember what the URL for something is, you can either search by the URL or by the title. So I'll often give something a really clear 
obvious title, but then the URL mm-hmm. will take me wherever I actually need to go. Then you've got your username, your password, and there is a little note section where you can, you know, like your backup codes. Like if you've got mm-hmm. two-factor authentication, that's a perfect spot to put your backup codes for a password. But there is this spot that's called secure notes. And essentially it's like a more open plan thing. It's not designed just for passwords. You can put secure information in there and you can even tick a box, I think, where you say you need to verify your password again. So if there's something that's it. super special, like if you have the um, the Chrome extension put on, then when you go to say your banking, it will pop up and say, you know, you can just click a button and it will fill in the information. If there's something that's really sensitive and someone comes along and uses your computer, there may be some things you don't want them to just be able to autofill or just auto see just because they look up the thing. So there's an option to say, you have to put in your password again. And the advantage with that is no one can just accidentally stumble across that information. So maybe if it's something super sensitive that you want to make sure is really, really secure, then it's got this double layer of you have to actively put your password in to see that information, which is really handy, I think. Mm -hmm. And you can do, they have things set up for payment cards, which I use all the time. So I have all my personal debit uh, credit cards, my business for our two businesses, all that stuff. So like, I never have to be like, oh, let me go get my wallet. You know, it's just all in there and you can just boom, pop everything in. And there's all kind of different, there's all kind of different fields that you can fill. But but the, the key is that you can send any of these pieces of information back and forth securely. You can share them in a way that does not compromise the, the information being shared, which is huge. Now, so maybe we some, should talk about why you should not send it via email. Well, I was I just going to say really. answer that question. That would be good. Yeah. I was just going to say really quickly, though, um, when you need to get somebody's Facebook password, how do you do that? And this is a trick question because the answer is you don't. Don't ever take or give a Facebook password. Don't ever take or give a Gmail password. Like either of those two things have way too much power. You do not want that power for your clients. Like a Facebook account, you can do so much. Unless you're creating a generic like Gmail account for your client for setting everything up like we talked about before. That's the one exception. That is, but But, there's no emails coming in and out. There's no payment account set up with that. But if somebody has, you know, like Google Pay on their phone or whatever, and they give you access to their Gmail password, like you can go spend their money. Facebook, same thing. It's got way too much power. I know, look, David's like, oh, man. (laughs) So those are two, like, exceptions to the rule. Like, there is no secure way to set. Like, don't do it. I I won't even let clients send them to me because even if they're like, oh, I don't care. I'm like, nope, I'm not having that responsibility. Yeah, I don't want that kind of pressure on me. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so playing playing devil's advocate here, you say, hey, client, I'm going to have you... Uh, create a free account with LastPass, so then you can share passwords, and I can, you know, gain access to your domain. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And the client says, "That sounds like a lot of work. I'm really busy. Why don't I just send it to you via email?" What do you say? Say, "I'll wait till tomorrow when you're not so busy." No, <laughs> Sarah, go for to it. You know point, all the security things. Well, to this point, I um, I have not made people sign up for LastPass for free. Um, what I have done is offered it and recommended it, but I will often give them other options. I say, I don't want you to send it to me via email. So the reason I don't want it to be sent via email is email accounts can get hacked. 
so that you don't know if their email account is hacked, for example, like they may not know if their email account is hacked. It's going over plain text. Like there are just so many ways that that is a really terrible idea. It's then sitting in their inbox. Like right, if they're unlikely devices, to delete that. Their device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bad idea. So to this no. point, I mean, I have been considering making them sign up for free LastPass and I haven't gone through the process of making the videos to explain how to do it. But yeah. honestly, the amount of times clients find it overwhelming is a lot. Um, and so to this point, I've also offered them if they have an iPhone to message it to me. So to text it to me because that is secure. Um, so that is encrypted traffic if you're going iPhone to iPhone. Or if they have WhatsApp, WhatsApp it has been hacked in the past, but is encrypted now and at the moment is. So if people find it really, really hard, I usually offer them WhatsApp or messages. The one downside to that, which I think I'm reaching that point of like, oh, I really don't want to do this, is you've then opened the door to them being able to text or WhatsApp <laughs> you when something isn't working. And or if they just want to communicate something to you. And so I think opening that door is a line that I'm wanting to shut now. Um, I've recently had some issues where I'm needing to really clarify what means being a friend and what means being a client. And this Mm -hmm. is part of the issue is like when you open that door to text, it opens a door that's different than when they email you. They communicate in a different way. They talk to you in a different way and their expectations are more friend-like. And so I just think, I'm starting to think that I don't want to continue to open that door to new clients in the future. Super so easy solution. That's where I've been at. I got a it's super well easy to... solution for you, Sarah. Send okay. them to just say safe. One... Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say like, if someone is super, super non-techie and it is just so overwhelming, I mean, obviously you can talk to them on the phone and you can just <laughs> physically write it down. That is definitely an option. But if it is just too much for them, you can always just be really clear and say, normally I won't be communicating with you this way, but to get this password, you can just text it through via, if you have an iPhone or if you have WhatsApp, but you just need to really set up that that boundary really clearly that this isn't going to be a thing that we do in the future, but this is a secure way for you to get this information to me. Sorry, go for it. Uh Uh, Stephanie, I didn't mean to cut you off, but really quick on that note, uh, Sarah, with WhatsApp, you could create just a generic WhatsApp that you say, I I only use this for this exact purpose, so I don't monitor this account at all. Um, I think you could probably do the same thing with iMessage too, is create an iMessage account for for that purpose. So just throwing that out there. You could buy a real cheap phone. Oh yeah, yeah, because you can do it with an email address, can't you? with iMessage, but not everyone has iPhone. So, you know, it definitely, I would say half my clients definitely don't have iPhone. So it's not an option all the time, Um, but there are definitely clients that signing up to a free LastPass is just too much for them. And realistically, if they sign up to LastPass, they're likely to do it with a really, really bad password and not have two-factor authentication. So are you setting it up in a way that actually makes them win if it's really overwhelming for them? it may mm-hmm. not actually be helping them in that case. So, yeah, I think it's a really tricky one for a lot of clients who feel really overwhelmed with the idea of passwords in general. Ready for the solution? Yes. Send them to SafeNote. <laughs> it's like safenote.co or something. I have a blog post about it on my Focus site. It does a secure note. It opens up in a browser. You type your message in. I have a little video showing them how to do it, so I'll just send them there. Type it in click a button, it gives a link, and then they can email you that, text it to you however you want. 
that can only be viewed one time and then it self-destructs. So as long as you're just waiting, you get it, you open it, then you grab their information. I would personally never let anybody text me stuff because then it's on my phone. You know, if somebody got access to my phone, even if it's transmitted securely, it's then in WhatsApp. Or, I mean, I would have to be like, I'm not a big deleter. Like I don't go through and delete a bunch of stuff, you know? So well, WhatsApp to- there, for that part is better than iMessage because WhatsApp allows you to delete for all users. So as soon as it comes through, you can copy and paste it somewhere else. And then you can delete that password for everybody. Mm. So it means on every single device, is it deletes everywhere. Yeah. Whereas iMessage, you have to manually delete it on every single one and then ask them to delete it, which is not as ideal. Yeah, um, but my not, my host yeah. uses a similar secure thing where they mm-hmm. when they ask you for information, they send you to it's one of their own ones, and you put the information in and then send them the code. I, I think that's a nice system. It feels it makes me nervous to be honest. Um, well, you but, have to but, choose your ones properly. You know, like you have to research yeah, who they and are, and everything has like risk. Make sure everything it all has does risks. for sure. Now another like moving on from the password managers and all that, um, we, um, with our onboarding process with Focus, we collect a bunch of sensitive information because we have to have access to people's websites in order to maintain them. So we have secure gravity forms. You know, we have um, a a security certificate on our site, of course, and we have, we use gravity forms, which is protected. So that's another method that you could use. You know, if you have clients that are really, really not tech savvy and there are regular things that you need to get from them, you could set up a secure form on your site. You and would definitely want to not be storing that information on your website though. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah we don't. So if you, if you want to turn that off, I don't know if they've added it as a feature now, but when I did that for someone, for a property company, we had to manually add in some code into the function file that made it not store the information in the database. I so think there's a checkbox for it now. Okay. So not save it. You know, GDPR Great. and everything, I think they have. Okay, oh, it's official. I have LastPass Authenticator set up now on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's the other thing. When you log into it on your computer, the two-factor will pop up on the app on your phone, and you just push a button on your phone, and it logs you in on the site. Yeah. Look at David's face. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? Y'all keep going. Keep going. This is good okay. stuff. <laughs> So, so I, like I have a couple of areas where it gets really tricky with clients. So I'd be interested to know from your guys' perspective, do you ever collect these kind of passwords and then how do you manage these situations? So say you're setting up an online store for someone and you need to set up PayPal or Stripe. Often mm-hmm. it's very overwhelming. Like PayPal is a really oh. annoying system to set yeah. up with WooCommerce, for example. both of them are. Stripe's and so easier, I... I traditionally have just got their password and logged in. And most times it makes them do two-factor. So they know you are logging in at the time that you're logging in. And it's a pain in the butt to like line up with them the same time. So you've logged in, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Same with Stripe. Like it makes you do the two-factor, which is great. But I guess my question is, do you guys collect that? Or do you just step them through how to get the information they need to send to you for that? With Stripe? you can actually add people as users to your account. And so nice. then that way you don't have to send a username and password. PayPal, to my knowledge, does not have that feature because even though PayPal is like worth billions of dollars and used like so much every single day, their system, I feel like is still 
the same system that was built in like 1996. Um, yeah. Where Stripe is like cutting edge and they're improving and updating and everything. Yeah. It's like by developers for developers type of thing. So anyways, so, th- so that's one thing is uh, really convenient with Stripe is you can have your client nice. create the account, add, add you as an, an admin And there user. are a few different things where they allow that like mailchimp for example if they're on the paid version they can just add you as a user there's lots of things like that now where they don't have to give you the password which is my i have two clients right now that have the free uh it is such a hassle <laughs> two factor. it's such a pain like when you want to just be jumping in and doing or like you're doing something else and it logs you out you're like, I gotta do it again. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, you have two factor. Go you. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a win, but it's also a pain in the butt. It is a pain in the butt. I so I have traditionally. Oh, what, what? We got a new update, David? Got an update. Your, <laughs> your score goes up 10 points when you put on authentication. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. What is your score? What is your uh, score? 70, 70%. Oh, that's not too My- bad. Mine's 74.8, and I, I clicked the link uh, to the at-risk passwords. This is a question I have for you guys, Sarah. I wonder if you'll know this answer. I A lot of them, the reason they are flagged is because they are old. Why oh, right. do you have to update your passwords? I don't understand this. Like, if it's secure, isn't it secure? It's like, if well, you get if a password that's so secure that it takes, like, 10,000 years... That's but if true, that company but... gets hacked and you don't know about it, like maybe you missed it in the news or whatever, like okay, I think if you don't reasonable... have if you have two factors set on something, I don't think it really matters that much. And but you have different if you passwords have for everything. Factor... I do have different passwords for everything. Because that because that's some of the like when a big company gets hacked is it's like okay, well, oh no, they have my like my target yeah. information. I don't really mm-hmm. shop there, but it's like, well, yeah, but did you use that same username and password for yeah. all these other really important sites? Like and my example of what... that client, like I knew her, I knew what her banking password yeah. was for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's what started me on the journey of LastPass is because do you guys remember a really long time ago Skype got hacked, and I happened to use that same password for Skype. It was like years and years ago. And that was the password that I used for so many different things. So that's what started my journey. Um, we were talking about something and I really wanted to say something and now I can't remember it. Oh, I'm so sorry. What Sarah, were we talking about just before? That's okay. We were talking about <laughs> sending credentials. Securely. Stripe and PayPal. Yeah. Oh, Adam Stripe users. and PayPal. Oh, so in the past. Oh, your question I, was, do you do... You do do you do walk you them through it or do you get the credentials? My yeah. answer is I've done both. Yeah. I've done both. And I think it depends on the client and your relationship with that client. Yeah. I've had some that were a little a new... more concerned. Yeah, they did, yeah. they hadn't built a ton of trust with me. And she was not, not very tech savvy, but like intelligent enough that I could like do a screen share and say, click this, then click this, and we'll set this up together. You know, yeah. versus some people that it's just like, no, that would just be torture. <laughs> I think if the account is new, like if they're setting up a new shop and they don't have a PayPal or they don't have Stripe and they set that up fresh, I think there is a little bit more trust there in terms of right. like, it's not like For they're sure. actually using it at the moment. And so you can just kind of set that up. I think I have been known to just leave stuff in my last pass. And one thing that I want to change moving forward is making sure I delete information like that when it's done. So, you know, saying to them, okay, I have now set up the connection between your PayPal and your WooCommerce. Um, I'm going to be deleting that password, but I highly recommend you change that password now. Um, And then you have done your 
due diligence. Yeah. Like, you know, you have said to them and put it in writing, put it in an email, don't do it over the phone. Make sure that you are saying to them in writing, I have deleted this password. I highly recommend you change this password now. I will not access it ever again. So Write that, that one is down, there you guys. in writing. That's a good tip. I know this sounds a little bit over the top um, and maybe one day I will talk about this, but at the moment I'm not ready to talk about this. But I have had a situation recently that has made me realise that some of these things that make you sound, I don't know, a bit harsh or a little bit like um, not as friendly or whatever, they may be really important to you in the future. And I think I am learning the really, really hard way that sometimes you need to make sure that you have things in writing that clearly hand the ball over that say, I no longer am responsible for this thing. You are now responsible for it. I recommend it's now with you. Um, and that, that is a really release of responsibility. Yep. And, and that legally that is going to put you in a position where it is no longer with you. And even if they tried to come at you for something like maybe they get hacked with their paypal or whatever it is that you can produce this email that says well i don't have that password anymore and i have recommended you change it and i have said i am no longer responsible for this so i know it sounds kind of a little bit crazy and, and an annoying process to have to do but i think one day you might be really thankful you did it yeah no that's really good advice yeah Hard lesson but learned too. Especially when it comes to other people's business. Cause you think, yeah. oh yeah, it's my client and stuff. It's like, well, this is their livelihood. And yep. so they're going to take it very, very seriously. And it might seem like not a big deal right now, but later down yep. the road, it could become OPB, a huge deal. Other people's and business. And if something goes wrong for them, with OPB? they're not going to be rational yeah, in that moment. Know. Like they're going to be really upset and they need someone to blame. And if they can find a way to blame you then they're probably going to take that opportunity so if you can release yourself now it's probably a really good process to go through yeah david i'm dying to know what you're up to over there (laughs) cracking yourself up typing into our youtube chat which by the way thanks everybody for joining us if you're listening to this on itunes we do this podcast live each week so come join us in the live chat I mistyped LastPass. I was apologizing for our audience <laughs> that I've been distracted, and I typed last ass, and I almost <laughs> hit. I almost hit enter, and it made me wonder. I don't know if you'll remember this, but um, I can't remember which company did this, but I thought it was genius. Oh, I remember. I know what you're gonna say. They bought the domain of the mistyped, which was like really uh-huh. right, kind of like last ass, and uh-huh. it's like it was like, hey. I'm sure you weren't searching for this, but <laughs> I don't know, what was it? You're probably looking for LastPass, the real company. <laughs> and they had bought the domain and developed the page, and it was hysterical. And it was great. So I laughed because I mistyped it, and I thought, man, I wonder if they bought it, bought that domain, you know. To, that is hilarious. You should Google it. Look yeah. How was it, Tim? I don't remember. It, which how company. would you? So it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Bitbucket, which is it was Bitbucket. Uh, that's right. And the, the misspelling was Buttbucket. But I'm trying to find because the <laughs> I and the U are like right next to each other on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, man, good like, memory, I'm Tim. Sure, I'm sure you're not searching for that. But yeah. If you want to laugh, go go check out Buttbucket, and uh, it's for Bitbucket, which is a Git repository type <laughs> competitor. 
That's super I, funny. I'm trying to find it. I'm not finding the the misspelled. Maybe they didn't renew it or something. Maybe they updated their thing. Uh, okay, so here's a little thing that I've seen people do when it comes to sending a password or something. Well, I'll email you the username and text you the password. Have you guys heard that? I've done it. Yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. Like, oh, if we do it separate and like no one could crack that code, like unless they're <laughs> holding your phone, <laughs> both things come in at the exact same time. So I think that's kind of a useless, not kind of, I think it's an entirely useless security measure. Yeah. This is very off topic, but the way you said that reminded me, I'm pretty sure it was Jerry Seinfeld bit where he talks about when you go to the beach, how you put your wallet in your shoe, <laughs> yeah. but, but you, you don't put it in the heel, you <laughs> tuck it all the way into the toe. Like no criminal mastermind is going to crack that level of security. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think, I think there are levels, right? I think there at some point, you're going to have to compromise sometimes with some clients. And I think, you know, sometimes that is where you can compromise, especially if they've got an iPhone, then, you know, I think that that's not a bad way to go if there is no other way of getting information to them. Um, so, yeah, I definitely have done it with clients if I've needed to get information to them. There are just some clients that it is just such a nightmare to be able to get information to them or to get information from them. And no matter how many times you say it, they still email you their username and password or whatever it is. And even when you say, please change this password, they don't change the password. Like at some point you have to just accept that you can only say it so many times. And sometimes there are going to have to be some compromises with how to get this information to this person. Um, I think in those cases, Getting all you can do is make sure you've yeah. got it in writing somewhere that says, I don't recommend this. This is I what try. I recommend. <laughs> Please let me know if you, you know, are open to any of these suggestions. And then you just kind of have to go yeah. with whatever you can at that point. So, so I think getting you have stuff to, to be them. flexible about it. Yeah, getting stuff to them is one thing. Getting them to send you things is an entirely yeah. different one. There's um there are some Gmail add-ons and things too. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Virtru. Vitru, I don't know. V i r t r u. It's an add-on you can put on um on your G on your Google account, whatever if it's Gmail or you know uh, G, Suite. G Suite. And it's if you do it in your like in the browser, it's just a little switch and it will encrypt the email as it's being sent. That can be very useful. It can also be risky because then if they reply back with stuff, that's not going to be then encrypted. So, mm. you know, with everything like we're talking about, but, and also that's only one, one, like that's sending, like we have a million different ways that we can send stuff securely. Right. I, I do think, think the secure possible, notes are Just are keep useful. it out of email. Like, I think that is kind of the number one rule is just don't let it be in email. If there is anything else, even if you have to compromise with WhatsApp or iMessage or over the phone, whatever whatever way you have to compromise, even if it's not your preferred method, just don't do it in email. That's like, and even if that's all you can to communicate to your to client. Think of what fax. Oh, we don't have faxes possible, here. <laughs> that's better. Is that like a thing? Like, do you guys all really no. have faxes? No. <laughs> it's like, we don't have a fax. If you have to go back to 1980 in order to. Do Every that. American has a fax machine, Sarah. Well, you make it you know that? that was the truth. I was like, geez, I don't have a fax. Yeah, fax it to me on green paper. We we still do have beepers though, pagers. 
to just no, say page don't. me your password. Page. The problem is, <laughs> I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, because things no, are joking. not the same in America than they are here. <laughs> that they is not. true. Well, I never right. know. Everybody, you guys. All right. So what about WhatsApp what about stuff? Don't you? What about um, like Google Drive or Dropbox for sending secure information? What are your thoughts there? I've never done that before. Oh, I mean, the, the, it's the same as, I mean, if their email account gets hacked, it's the same thing, right? Like if, if their Google account gets hacked, it's, they can see the drive, whether they can see the email, like that's the same right. thing. Unless right? you remove it, like you use it as a, a way to hand off. A temporary way of doing it. Yeah, I don't I know. Think, I, I, I think know. if you're sending text files, I've looked into this a long time ago. Maybe somebody in the chat who's listening will be able to know the real answer. But um, my understanding is that if you send text files, it's still it's not encrypted, so they're still vulnerable to interception as they're being transferred. If you compress it, like if you make something into a zip, then I believe it isn't. So if you, but that's if you're you, emailing the file, right? Like if it's even, in no, no, Drive even and you're sending sharing it, a file. Yeah, I think you have to like compress it, which locks it into the zip, so that then it's not accessible. Right. Uh, yeah, that's like that was research from a long time ago, so don't hundred percent quote me on that. But that's what I remember is that like you, that's like the bare minimum. You have to at least compress it so that it's not. In, it can't be intercepted. The contents of the file can't be intercepted because PDFs, text files, they can all be read unless it's like a flattened image of the text. Like if you have a JPEG of code of a password, then that can't be read. But that's super inconvenient and leads to mistakes if you have to retype stuff. That sort of defeats the <laughs> whole purpose. You might as well get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think kind of what I'm hearing is like if you have those very very non-tech savvy clients that like. Last passes out, like you know, just having them read it to you over the phone. Like that's yeah. probably yeah. the the easiest method. Which is, <laughs> yeah. and it's I hate that. Like is oh, M as in Mary or M as like oh my goodness that whole thing. And like, did yeah. I catch an I, I remember in there? Like I had a, a couple different sales jobs where the only way for the client to pay was to get the credit card over the phone. And I, I remember oh. thinking like. And like, this wasn't all that long ago. It was like 2011. Um, and I remember thinking like, I feel like we should just have them type it into a website. Like that would, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. I mean, it's a pain in the butt, but for some clients it might be the only. Yeah, sometimes that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. What else have we left out in this topic? We've got, we're kind of up against our time. David's not keeping us on track at all today. He's in his own little world, just cracking himself up over there. Well, I'm I'm laughing at our our chat because our live chat is it. It an is I funny. Or an L. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> well, that L is one thing where LastPass is super useful. So those those uh -huh. times where you do need to type a password into something, so like into your TV or like whatever. Yeah. The really good thing is on your phone if you say like view the password and it does your face ID or whatever. It has numbers in red and letters in black, which is awesome because it's super useful to be able to see, no, that's a zero or that's a capital O, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's one of the biggest, I think they only added that a couple of years ago and it was just, it changed right. and it, they even have the the font where the L has like the little, little 
thing oh, so, so you, you know it's not the I'm pipe. Now. Yeah, it's not Sarah, a capital Sarah, I and it's not a pipe. They, uh, there's also an option when you create a password called avoid ambiguous characters. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, also Yeah, that would be handy. good for clients when you're having to give it to them. And because the thing like if you're doing iMessage, for example, I have iMessage on my computer, so I can still just copy and paste something from iMessage. But mm -hmm. most of our clients would not have that. So most of our clients, if you are iMessaging or WhatsApping them some sort of password, they are going to have to manually replicate that. And honestly, the amount of times clients say, I tried it and it doesn't work. And you yeah. copy and paste it and you're like, it 100% works. It works. <laughs> like there is something that's going. So that's probably a really useful tool. Yeah. Oh man, I am just not on board with or that. Or when there when there's thing, a space Sarah. at the beginning or the end of a password, oh, yes. or, or, or there, there isn't a space, but they're copying it with a space. Like, yeah. I mean, I've done that, right? Like, because I yeah. copy oh, and yeah. paste everything, and mm -hmm. I have a hundred percent copied a space into something. Mm. By oh accident. yeah, like every day. Facing <laughs> <laughs> stuff, it yeah. And All we're not immune to this stuff, right? And occasionally we will get really lazy and do something that on reflection you go, oh my gosh, did you really, really do that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I really, really did it. But all we can do is like try and be more conscious moving forward, right? Now, sometimes when I, yeah, because sometimes when I sign up for something on my phone, it's mm -hmm. like, it's not as intuitive to save it into LastPass. You, you can retrieve stuff much more easily, but like it doesn't pop up and say, oh, do you want to save this? So some, I try to not ever sign up for anything on my phone. I'll like send the link to my desktop or something and do it later. But if I do, I, I am sometimes guilty of not using the most secure because I'm like, I'll just change it later. But yeah. Anyway, David. Hey. What? Do you have some words of wisdom for us? What are your final <laughs> thoughts? Oh, heck no. Now I'm wanting to know what you're doing. Do the security challenge because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, mine's like, Okay, how to waste an hour my, i looked at yeah. my passwords and what was y'all's lowest percent for the 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 security uh, dashboard i don't remember but when i started it would have been terrible because i honestly used oh, yeah. that one same password for just everything one i know one percent <laughs> that was my worst one i was like man the whole world must have this password <laughs> and it wasn't um, we didn't we didn't okay. talk about it, but in the past, we've talked about the You've Got Pwned website. It is a really uh -huh. good practice and maybe even oh, to pass on to your one. clients, especially if they give you a password that's super insecure, even just looking it up for them and then being able to pass on that information to them. You look it up by the email address rather than the password, I'm pretty sure, but don't quote me on that. Um Maybe you can look it up by the password. I'm not sure, but it will give you kind of a list of any of the passwords and what account that was a part of where it has been used. And just being able to give your client the information that kind of says, just so you know, this isn't a very secure password. I have looked on this web page, and it actually is a part of um, a hacked list. So I really recommend you you change it for this, but also I recommend you change it for all these other things. And then maybe if you have a help page of how to use LastPass, they still may not use it, but if you can at least communicate to them, this password has actually been hacked, it might be enough to spur them on to do something a little bit further because sometimes it is the really stupid account that got hacked, like, you know, target.com or whatever, but they have used that password on their banking. And so being able to kind of say, have you used this password anywhere else, perhaps, you are going to need to update it everywhere that you have used it in connection with the same email address. 
I mean, it so, could, they could, someone could still get around that if you've got multiple email addresses, but realistically it is about the combination of the two as the highest risk together. I, oh man, I was in a breach. We all have been, right? Like that is the point. We all, every so, single one of us yeah. would have our email address in a breached list. But the question is, did you is also your use password that password somewhere else? Is. And have you no. changed it since that breach? That is the, the important question. Um, so the site she's talking about is have I been pwned, which is have I been okay. and then P-W-N-E-D. Yeah, yeah. and th this is genius because then they get you to, the hackers get you to type your information in there. Mm -hmm. so and then you don't type your password. You just type your. <laughs> no, just your email address. So for most people. No like, pwnage they... on my other email. Nice. Most people are going to give you the email address. I just, I think it might be, a, especially if it's a really insecure password that they give you for say their hosting or whatever. It just may be a nice thing that you can do for someone and it may be a better way of communicating this stuff matters and this is why this stuff matters. <laughs> David's excited because he was not pwned. I what have been pwned on my work one, gesture? but I definitely you were just have doing? on my personal one. What was that gesture? Not a good gesture. Either? No. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> All right. All right. I feel like I'm going to be so mad as soon as we finish because I feel like there was something else I wanted to. I didn't realize we were going to talk about LastPass so much, and there was some other stuff. Dang. One of my emails was part of six breaches. Mm -hmm. I have 11. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, realistically, I guess all of us should go do it and just double check. Mm -hmm. But realistically, you could almost guarantee that everybody is going to be on that list in some capacity because most of us have had our email addresses for 20 years. A long time. And if you've yeah. had your email address for 20 years, like the chances of that email address not being a part of a hacked list is almost zero. So, you know, maybe you got smarter since you got another new email address and that's fine. But anyone who's got a Gmail or a Hotmail or a mm -hmm. whatever they are, IOL, is it IOL? Anyway, yeah. anyone who's... <laughs> Yeah. AOL. <laughs> we don't have that one here. Um, Australia Online. AOL. Yeah, anyone who's got an old email address that they've had forever, you're going to be on the list. So, you know, it's LinkedIn more about was accepting compromised. that. Yeah. LinkedIn. I think um, Microsoft, because it was part of Skype, like big mm -hmm. companies are a part of it. And you just need to make sure you've changed your password since that breach. Mm -hmm. And add two factor where you can. I know it's a pain in the ass, but do it. It is. If you have the apps on your phone, it's not nearly as bad. Like if you can get it with face recognition and all that. Oh, wow. It's not so bad. Yeah. What? And last time we talked about there's, there's David really has good... found this all very enlightening. <laughs> there's a really good app. We have talked about it in the past. It's called Lockdown. Um, the reason I really like that app for your two-factor authentication is because you can back it up. And I did drop my phone in the toilet once and I lost all of my two-factor authentication because I was using oh. the Google Authenticator, which does not let you back up your two-factor. And it means you've got to do it on two devices manually. So my I did not know that. And I use Google. Yeah. My recommendation is use one like Lockdown. Lockdown was a paid one. I think it was like $3, something like that. Hmm. But it's really good because you can back it up and you can also have um, favorites and you can search because I have so many in there. Um, so that would be my recommendation for two-factor authentication. So, so what do you do then if you're using Google Authenticator and you lose your You phone have to start it? again. And I lost my bank, like Xero, which is my banking software for sending invoices. 
it was a nightmare. I had to prove myself three different ways that I was who I said I was to be able to get back in and set up a new two-factor. It was the most horrible process. I'm telling you, all of my stories come out of horror stories, and this is just one of them when I dropped my phone in the toilet. Well, I really think that's the point of Divi Chat is for everyone to be able to learn from all the horrible mistakes that we've made over the years. Yeah, all of us. It's not just you. (laughs) No, it's not just you. It's all of us. Tim's like, (laughs) it's not me. <laughs> I don't make mistakes. Tim, I just want you to know I am you've, a been buddy. you've been compromised. Oh, um, are you searching other emails? people's emails? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's fun to do too. Yeah, I like well, it. Well, it, it isn't a bad thing to do for your friends. You're really good friends who you know that they're not, you know, they're not your clients, but it's a nice thing to do for your friends. Hey, here's it's probably your a great. It's probably a great them. idea to do for people who refuse to sign up for LastPass <laughs> and can yeah. communicate with you. You just show them. Yeah. Well, you know, those people, they're probably going to sign up to LastPass with that same password. You guys, MySpace (laughs) got hacked. Got got a breach. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was thinking. In 2008. All right. Well, this has been very enlightening and good (laughs) and awesome. And I I just want y'all to know that as a result of this episode, I am definitely more (laughs) secure now. Uh, Yay! We have achieved our goal. <laughs> uh, David, you've been I compromised. Promise. I just leaked all of your information online, <laughs> all your passwords. <laughs> I um, I normally contribute to most Divi Chat episodes. You do. I apologize <laughs> for the lack of contribution from me, but uh, but you are now more secure. <laughs> no, you uh, were a live case study, David. You were going out right. and implementing as we were talking. So showing it. you don't have to spend a really, really long time on it. Even just a Divi Chat episode is enough to <laughs> be more secure. That's right. Sarah was not lying about doing it during a movie or something, you know? That's right. Yeah. You can, you can oh, Nigel, this, this just in. Nigel says uh, Authenticator will let you print backup codes. So I should probably go oh, do that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, then you have you to find them. printer. <laughs> yeah. Who uses a printer still? You print them and then you fax them to yourself. So you have another I, copy. Yeah. 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 I guess that's where LastPass having those backup codes makes a really big difference. And maybe back at that time, that wasn't as much of a thing. I can't remember why I didn't have backup codes for some of my things. Um, Can I use but my yeah. pager as an authenticator? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to be clear, I do not oh, actually man. have a pager. Yeah, Thank you for clarifying. Fire. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> All right. No fire well, talk. Next week, next week we've got an awesome episode coming up. Oh man, you're gonna love Stephanie, it. Yeah. You are going be, to love it. It's gonna, gonna be so it. great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so good. You tell we don't know what the topic is yet. Hot <laughs> secret. We actually do okay. know what it is for next week, but oh, we do usually we? don't. Okay. <laughs> What is it? We do still want your thoughts and questions, though, because we want to make sure that this is as relevant as it possibly can be. And it was great to be able to do a topic on something that someone asked about. So, you know, keep mm-hmm. your questions yeah. coming. This was, we again, may have done this it in is... the past, but it's not going to hurt us to do it again if it's been a while. So That's let us weird. know what you want yeah. us to talk about. Uh, yeah, Annie Berger, she re- um, requested this topic. She sent a few different topics that she had questions about that were all good. This one just made it out there first. Um, And you can send us show requests or ask questions any of the places. You can send us a message on divi.chat 
on any of the posts or anything, you can message us on the Facebook page. You can comment on our posts on the Facebook page. You can leave us a review in all the places by going to, oh shoot, what's that URL again? Rate my pod. Yep, I know, but I don't want to say it wrong. And I promise you, we will have horror stories for any of the topics you suggest. <laughs> RateThisPodcast.com. If you go there, slash then you it will open up. No, no, just RateThisPodcast.com. Oh, yeah, it is slash TV chat. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Dumb. And then it, thank you. And then it opens up and lets you rate it on whatever app is on your phone or computer. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. We good? It's always fun having y'all in the chat. Don't forget to smash that button for Pablo. Yeah, yeah. Smash that like button. 12 watching and nine likes. Okay, do it. All right, bye, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.